Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. That's the best one right there. It's funny. My teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank. Hello. Hey there. <laughs> okay, wasn't expecting a happy mood from Hank, but... Welcome to the show. Let's start things off. I know a lot happened in Packerland this week, but I'm sure everyone's waiting. Hank, you had a big interview with Menards last week. Do you have any news? I do. I do. So it got to the end of the week and I hadn't heard anything. And so I, I, I had assumed the worst. I mm-hmm. assumed that I hadn't got it, um, that it wasn't in my future. And and so yeah, it, it was it was tough. And somehow on Saturday night, I got a call from you know, it wasn't it wasn't even like a local area code. It was like a Florida area code. And so like I assumed it was a telemarketer. Right. But like I don't get many calls, so I was like I might as well answer. <laughs> yeah. It's good to hear someone's voice. And it ended up yeah, being my boss Ben and I or I well, spoiler alert, my now boss Ben, right? Nice, yeah. Wow. And and so here's here's the stipulation: is uh, right now Lumberyard's not hiring. Okay. And so that's what they were. They liked me a lot, and they wanted to get me in. Um. And so right now it's gonna be I'm gonna be a dual threat. Um. I'll be working cashier, and I'll also be working as a cart boy. At or Menard. car, car, both at Menards, car You're man. done at the car wash. Done at the car wash. That's great, exciting. Um, yeah, I told I told Chet that he didn't get two weeks from me. Um, oh, so I actually go. I've you know I've been uh, I've been walking through those sliding glass doors every day. Um, automatic here, and, and so I don't even have to oh. I don't even have to open them for anyone. Awesome. Yeah, the weird, yeah. the weird turnstiles that Menards still yeah. has for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard, like especially if you're going in at the same time as someone else. And I know that there's like an enter exit, but it seems like no matter what, like someone's exiting through the enter one as <laughs> soon as I walk in. And so that would be very hard. Yeah, to and also uh, you have thick hips, so it's also yeah. it's tough to get through. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I've been trying to uh, really visualize the lumber yard and uh, visualize what I want. Cool. Um, just, just gonna be trying that hippy dippy shit for a while and nice. see how it works in, in my life. Um, as you know, maybe it's worked in other people's life. Um, All right. With long hair. 
That's great. Congrats, oh. Hank. Congrats, Hank. Well, we're all very happy for you, and I think we're all happy in general. Uh, the Packers won. Did you guys see this? Yes. Did you hear about it was this? Pretty, uh, pretty big deal. Yes, the Packers won thirty to twenty-eight. We'll talk about that. I don't know. Do we even need to talk about the NFC North this week? Justin Fields, the Bears, still being oh, a joke. Man. The Lions losing in a heartbreak. What else is new? And the Vikings showing maybe they have a heartbeat. I just the Bears display on offense. It's like. People are regarding it as, and honestly, I think correctly, probably, is one of the most horrific offensive performances in the history of the league. And yeah, it's like uh, 47 yards of total offense they had. It was like the lowest amount of yards or fourth lowest all time. It was some some goofy stat like that. It is, it's very funny to see it's the world we in, we're in in media and sports where everyone was bitching about, you know, Nagy not starting fields. Then they start him and then they're like, why, why is he playing so poorly? Yep. It's like, well, we've changed the narrative in three weeks. Yeah. And we're, I feel like we're kind of in a similar position that we were last year on our perspective of the lions, where it's like every single day that Patricia was still the coach was a win for NFC North <laughs> teams. And now it's like, Every single day that Matt Nagy is yes. the head coach of the Bears is a win for NFC North teams. Yes. Like yeah. it, it's just so and it, he was I think he was poached from Kansas City. Yep. Um, you know, under the Andy Reid tree. And he was just, you know, advertised as this offensive guru and, you know, can make any personnel click. And that has just been so far from the truth. Poaching Matt Nagy is like poaching a sick white tailed deer. <laughs> Yeah, it's, actually, it, I mean, yeah, pretty easy, and <laughs> probably don't need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. But uh, moving on from that, we will talk about the Packers this week. Pretty big week. We'll have uh, pick six, the six big plays that uh, shape the game. We'll break down the offense and defense. We'll have a draft after Rogers. We didn't even mention this. Rogers' fun little quote at the end with Michelle Tafoya, where he said, "How can you not be romantic about football?" We'll have our "How can you not be that? romantic about football?" draft. We'll have Is Kyle an Idiot. We'll preview and have our predictions for the Steelers game. And, of course, we will end things off with According to Hank. But first, pick six. Yes. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yes. All right. Pick six. First play for the game. This is always tough because the game's really shaped like you remember all the plays at the very end. But there was a full game. Even watching back, there's little things that you forget about. Uh, first pick six play after Jair's pick. So we're already, uh, 10, nothing at this point. Um, fourth, fourth down, fourth and goal for the Packers, 10, nothing. Uh, Josh Myers snaps the ball a little early, a little late. Not sure which one it was kind of grazes Randall Cobb from there. The whole play is kind of dysfunctional. Rogers throws it up, not very close. And we end up turning the ball over on downs. I thought, you know, if that goes a different way, we pick it up, score. The game's pretty much over at that point. We'd have, I mean, at least the trajectory of the game would have been much different. But yeah, um, over. you in in your little in his uh, pre-production meeting, Spence <laughs> sent over. He sends over notes with just kind of kind of little peek behind the curtain here. We have very long pre-production meetings. Yeah, and uh, he sent over the notes for the six plays, and he included his note there where. He said it could have ended the game. And my reaction was um, like, you know, the, the I think it's James Franco meme where he's got the noose tied around his neck and ah. he's looking over and he's like, first time, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I thought when I yeah. read, you know, like, really? You think the Packers going up 17-0 early in the second means the game's over? Very fair. You must be a, a new Packer fan. But 
Yeah, I, I, of course, like the call to go for it there. Love it. And yeah, the play call is a little weird. It was obviously a miscommunication. Like he, Myers snaps it like as Cobb is crossing Rogers. So the snap just kind of, you know, surprises Rogers. And then, the, yeah, the play is pretty much broken from the start and Rogers was pissed off. But oh. you're right. It, it would have, I think it would have been a huge swing um to seal the game but yeah definitely as a packer fan did not feel like it would have been over it would have been interesting to see you know what else would have happened after that but then at the same time i didn't think of this a lot of people have said hey rogers obviously cares after you know we the sideline video and all that the other reason why rogers cares is how pissed off he got at josh myers he wouldn't he wouldn't be caring so much if he wasn't yelling at his rookie center I will just say that, you know, sometimes people yell at other people um, and you could make the argument that they don't care as much as you would hope. Yeah, but but you still care. Uncle doesn't. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I should have seen that one coming. All right. Uh, one minute left in the half. Uh, the Packers just scored with, uh, I believe it was Aaron Jones on that one. Packers kick it off and the Niners once again creeps up. Packers special teams. Return the ball to the uh, Packers 32, and obviously they end up the half on that uh, final play where Trey Lance scores the touchdown to change the uh, the whole vibe, all the momentum in that game. So going into halftime, it was 17 to seven. Yeah, now that we have a a legitimately star of a punter, like a, a yes. stud. Yes, I almost feel like. It's not even like special teams anymore because our punting team's good. Punt return is, you know, fair. Like there hasn't been any fumbles yet or like, you know, egregious negative returns. (laughs) Knock on wood. And the kick return team is decent. They usually get to the 25 or a touchback. That's a win. But it's so it's not special teams anymore. I think it's just the kickoff team. Like just kick the ball out of the end zone. Why? I mean, can the punter do kickoffs and just send it out of the end zone? Like, if we can just have them, the the defense start at the twenty five every drive. I would love that. That's I've always preached that. Even when we're uh, you know returning kicks, it's like just kneel it every time. Just I, always do that. Like the I just feel like making the return t- making the other team return a kick like to try and pin them you know inside the twenty or whatever. The juice is just not worth the squeeze. There, just yeah. kick it out and don't sacrifice. Especially with a minute left in the half, where yeah. they would have to go well, the whole he field. Did, like- he did run it like six yards out of the end zone. Like it wasn't a you know just layup kick. There, yeah, which was but surprising. I just think uh, I just think the the play should just always be just send it out. Well, did you see what uh, Alan Lazard said? Apparently, oh yeah, game, that, that's after, the stuff you love. After that return, he went to the special teams coach. Uh, Maurice Drayton, as everyone calls Mo, apparently on the team, went up to Mo and was like, "Hey, I want to play on <laughs> kick coverage." I'm pretty so sure he made a game. tackle later in the game on kickoff. It, he seems or like he was the in on the bunch. build for a special teams player perfect. too. You know, big, fast enough. Yeah, I he would. Should, he if he's there the rest of the year. I would. I feel very secure. Yeah, Kyle. I think before we started during a pre-production meeting, you were mm-hmm. like, "I wasn't over that for." till like the third quarter oh yeah the yeah yeah and and like honestly it just reminded me of like when you have like maybe like one of the best days at work right you're feeling good and like work hasn't just made you want to go home and throw a toaster in the bathtub yeah and and so like you're like oh you know what would be good is if i like just ordered some food or like i got some food i had like the perfect meal to like cap off that day right 
And then, of course, like you get it in Grubhub. Grubhub brings half your order. Oh. And it just like you can't like the night is never the same. Right. And like you there like it's like the visions of the night, like eating Chipotle, watching uh watching the OA on Netflix, mm-hmm. sitting sitting hanging out and um you know, I yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, that's great, Hank. So the third pick six play uh 177 Niners, uh the first series after the half. Uh Third and goal at the nine. Jimmy takes the snap, lobs up to Ayuk, and gives up a touchdown, making it. Jagger gives up a touchdown, making it seventeen to fourteen. His apparently his first touchdown he's given up since week one last year against uh, the Vikings and Adam Thielen. That still doesn't. I I know Jagger's amazing, but he, there's been touchdowns. He's been in the area. I feel like I honestly just don't know. Don't assign I, that I, to anyone. I, but. Yeah, no, I don't. I literally think that's true. Where I mean, teams just did not throw at him last yeah. year. They just did. I mean, he had. One interception, right? And that was the week one. And then, like, that was it. Like, teams didn't throw. But, um, anyways, back to the the third play. I, like, as as mad as you want to be at the touchdown, you really can't be that mad because we kind of got what we were asking for. They they did try to heat up Jimmy and blitz and and try right. to ma- get a dumb decision. It was just a, it was a good route. Um, obviously, Jair could have been a little better in coverage, but... I mean, he. Hey, he's human. He's a human being. He's well, like like you're saying there too. You know, we did bring some heat. We had Jair close in coverage. I mean, every one of those receptions that Jair gave up were so contested. Yeah, some contested. of those, some of those catches, like on the slants and, and the hitches and over the middle, like yeah, just really tough quality contested catches. But that's the kind of situation we want to be in. You know, we're at least battling on Exa- these. Where yes, yes, yeah. There, there's competition. There's yeah, a, a contest to where it. You're making it tough, but yeah, I was so sick of just seeing, you know, running over the middle, guy catches the ball and there's not a yellow helmet in the screen. Like, yeah, to see it, uh, sticky coverage is very refreshing. A nice glimmer of hope this week for mm-hmm. uh, Joe Barry's defense. The fourth pick six play, it's now 17-14, third and two. MVS runs a nice little corner out and Rogers hits him for the touchdown to make it 24-14. MVS described it as the best throw he's ever caught, I believe, which... I mean, of course you took issue with. Of course. it's Well, it's not that. It's like when you've been... Obviously, MVS hasn't been an Aaron Rodgers fan as long as I have been. But when you see so many different th- amazing throws, throws that, that you forget about the next week, it's like, that was the one that was... Well, you know, I think Ryan Ryan Wood, yep. he's a beat writer. He had a yep. good perspective on it where it just... It looked like Rodgers literally like manipulated the height of the ball even when it was out of his hands. And like the way he put it was like, he, it's like he had the ball on a string, even when it left his hands. And I, yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, you see the DB, you know, do a full vertical leap and it just misses him. And then it, you know, descends right down into MVS's mitts. And yeah, it's, it was just an insane throw. I have a theory that MVS is really positioning himself as like the Packers' next hype man, right? Mm. Like he sees Z's like kind of out the door, and he's like, "This is this is really like my chance." And you know, like he's like thinking about the NFL top 100 videos next year Ooh. on the NFL Network, and just like I think he's this is really his audition to be talking about interview and be one of the guys who's like oh that's the best i've ever seen yeah and like we know that like maybe mvs isn't like greatest on camera and so like for him to really be i don't know flexing that much on twitter after the games i think i think he knows his strengths and he's really playing to them well Mm, well said very fair all right the next pick six play uh third and ten on 
uh, their own 25, or on our 25, Jimmy to Kittle with Sullivan in coverage. Uh, Jair eventually brings him down, but this was that huge no, no. play. So, yeah, where... the Niners were on their yes. own 25. Sorry, I'm really good notes. I got to do better in these pre-production meetings. But and So this was, yeah, I mean, let's let's set the scene a little bit. This was the drive to take the lead in yep. the fourth. And, yeah, it's it. they get two stops to start the drive. It's like, all right, third and ten. Well, actually, it's the worst place to be as a Packers yeah. defense. And then it, it reminded me of the – and it was Kittle too. the play he had against the saints, I think two years ago where he literally, it was just like, it was like an insanely high scoring game, like in the forties. And it was exactly like that play, but he dragged the whole saints deep. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. I'm sure people will this. know what I'm, but he, he catches the ball and runs like 50 yards after the catch. Just, yeah. just dragging defenders. I, face I remember man. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was Insa- And I got flashes of that and I thought he was going to go like inside the 20. Thankfully they, they took him down. Yeah, I mean, he did 40. drag Jair for a little bit, yep. but you know, at the end things kind of worked out. So that's fine. And yes, uh, a couple plays later, Kittle did or not Kittle, but juice scored. Use check. Use check scored. I think, Shout out to Henry Black and uh, Shannon Sullivan for not tackling on that play, which turned out to be a pretty good thing. Yeah, saved us or yeah, saved us some time. There was just moments in this game with like some of the really big boys, like Jair, just looked like such like the little sca- scrappy kid yeah. on, <laughs> yeah. at the recess play, like when he's just like side slapping like Kittle and even like Jimmy and stuff. To like be that. fair, yeah. To yeah. be fair to Jair, oh, that wasn't not even a criticism. Like, is like, like yeah, that any, scrappy kid. I don't want nothing to do with any DB is going to look like that next to Kittle. That dude is a. Insane yes. football player. Yeah. Yes, at least yeah, Jair brings that tenacity. But, but he took but, him down. Mm-hmm. He did get True. Him down. Mm-hmm. So go Jair. Yeah. It, it is nice, you know. He's the first corner we drafted that short since you know Ron Wolf had this whole like they have to be over five ten or we're not going to draft him. Jair was the first one, and it it has turned out wow pretty all right. So yeah, far. I would say. So the last pick six play, there's obviously one after this too, but. First and 10 on our own 25. 37 uh, seconds. 30, you left him too much time, Jimmy. 30, and Kyle, you left him too much time. Okay, well, are you, are you ready for this? Well, no, I'll, I'll still wait on it. 37 uh, seconds. First and 10 <laughs> on the 25 after the kickoff. 37 seconds left. Rodgers drops back. And kind of like how you're describing the MVS uh, touchdown, kind of that same thing where a weird floating ball just enough right over Fred Warner's uh, fingertips. Right to Devontae Adams, who scurries, tries to get out, but does get tackled. And he like loses five yards on it. But yeah, the, well, well, because he was trying to get out of bounds. Right. But the big and like the other big kind of tidbit with that play is they literally drew it up in the sand on Thursday. Right, and it was yeah they had whoever was inside of Devontae just run a seam route, probably Tanyan, and then he just ran runs like a fifteen yard dig, and the the all twenty two angle is just. Rogers throws it before Devontae even has his head turned, and it's right. just, it's just so amazing how they do it game in and game out. Like they really are like, like identical twins with tele tel, tele telepathy. There you go. Telepathy. Telepathy. There. Thank you, Hank. Yeah. But yes, exactly. and then obviously after that too, on a third and ten, another pickup, bringing it up to the 33, 31 yard line, which obviously set up. Uh, and then we Mason, got a nice, uh, yeah, after the, the second one, when he spiked it, we got a nice uh, fist pump from Rodgers, which is, I mean, 
I was told he didn't care, so I thought that yep. was a little uncharacteristic yep. for him to be excited that he got in position to kick a field goal, but thought that was interesting. I think we've met our quota. No more of those jokes this week, okay. too. But yeah, <laughs> that was my first and last. It's fine. I guess Hank, you can have. Yeah, one too. you know, it's just like you ever, you know, like there's always that one kid on your sports team with like just the ice cold dad. Who like never talks, just like comes to the game. Yeah, his like, eyebrows are always scrunched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like probably works at the docks. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. um, blue collar. Yeah, like hasn't hasn't cooked on anything but either like an electric stove mm-hmm. or a, with a microwave for fifteen years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, and then like all of a sudden, like you see him show this flash of emotion, um, and you're like. He does care about Blake, you know, like he really does. Yeah, no, that's true. It, Blake, it could be anyone. Oh, you're, it's probably someone. You know. Oh, you're talking about the son and the okay. Yeah, the yeah. Blake, Blake is yeah. Blake, the, the hypothetical son. Yeah, of this sports Blake is team the hypothetical dad. son. Yeah. Gotcha. So this was one of those fun <laughs> moments as a fan that you get. Uh, Hank and I were talking before recording here too, but this is one of the reasons why you're a fan. It's this stupid shit that where you've kind of accepted, maybe not accepted, but you see the loss coming and for that to get ripped away and to have a win. Kyle, what the, how did you, what were these moments like for you at the game? Oh man. It, it was such like, I, while I did say on this podcast, I predicted them to win and I will never not do that. Like, Deep down inside, I was like, they're, they're, they're not going to win this game. <laughs> right. Like, like all Sunday, I'm like, they're just, they're not going to win. And honestly, I was the loser moral victory fan where I was like, please, like, as long as they just show up, right. make it a close game and like, make it feel like they were in it. Like I'll feel like a win. And then of course they go up 17, zero in the second quarter. And it's like, oh, so now if they lose this game, I'm going to be very pissed off. Yeah. And then the next, you know, the second half was just, a. Uh, one of the worst roller coasters. Just like you go from one minute, they're winning this game to the whole fourth quarter. Like, I've seen this movie before. Here it yeah. comes. Just let me down easy. Please, please. And then, yeah, it was such an insane ride that I cannot wait to ride again. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was watching the game, and when we got that, like, last completion to Devontae to actually be in field goal, I hop up and I'm just, you know, like, I'm sure other people are doing this too, where you're just motioning for the spike the ball, yeah. spike the ball, come <laughs> like on, as the if line, that makes it. a difference, yeah. And then it's the whole, you know, three seconds and watch. I love seeing Mason uh, walk up to it. It's like he couldn't give a shit less. Like he was smirking walking up. There's like, yeah. okay, oh we're going to make God, this. That was so ice cold. That little shot of him just like, and it's not like a full smirk, smirk, full smirk, but it's not like, it's, it's so subtle where it's like he just... He knows. He's got all the confidence in the world. Ooh, I got goosebumps. Yeah, could I just... Could I do a pick one? Okay. I, yeah. I want, okay. So a pick one. One player that's most important yeah, to Hank. Yeah, so an extra point. Hank's extra point. Hey, there we go. <laughs> okay. I guess they're just So, stunning. yeah, the play that of the game for me was uh, Matt LaFleur just icing out uh, Shanahan at the end of the game. Oh. You know, it's just like... I don't know. It's like you're on your third girlfriend and like you don't have many girlfriends and one of your best friends tries to steal her, oh. you know, sending bicep pictures from the gym. Mm. And uh, we've all been there. And like just to see her choose you, like I would not know what that would be like. And I just watching it on screen and seeing it on my favorite team is just like such a. Yeah, it 
it was another. Did it remind anyone else of as soon as the kick came off Mason Crosby's foot? It's like most fans, and this is super lame, would be like, oh, is it is he going to miss? But it was exactly like the Cowboys kick, where it just kind of teetered yeah. for half a second, and then he knew it was So good. now here's a little tidbit that happened to me as well. I watched the game with my brother, and uh, he he has this thing called the TV trick, where he won't alert anybody, and when there's an intense game-winning field goal like this, he'll as soon as the ball snap, he'll turn off the TV. And then wait. And this is an old TV, so it's like a, it's like an old person where it takes a long time to get going, and it Literally takes a like long time to, to yeah. yeah, to shut down. And well, I will say it. The TV trick first debuted um, in the Minnesota Vikings Brett Favre led NFC Championship game against the Saints. Oh God! And I mean that was the debut of it, and it worked when the Vikes kicked the field goal to, so, or no, 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 when the Saints won. Okay. That's when the trick debuted. So I don't know. It's just been a thing in our family since. And so he shut the shut the TV down. And I had no idea. So I'm just like standing there with my heart in my stomach. And then we wait, turn the TV back on. Everyone's celebrating. And then we just go nuts. Jesus Christ. It was, is... it was seriously... it Because the worst part is like he, does, he, he doesn't warn or anything. So, you know, your hands my on knees God. and your, you know, nose to screen to the, to the game. And then... Ball snapped and boom. I could never. Yeah, it's, I, it was I, it was very intense, I but it was all worth it in the end. But once again, an amazing Packer game. It's one of those games you look back on. It's a reason why you know you're a fan. Still, mm, thir- thirty unforgettable. Seconds. This is a uh, thought that I had, and I've always said it. You know, we've always known this. All you need to give Aaron Rodgers is one arm and thirty-seven seconds, and he'll make Mason Crosby come on the field. <laughs> This is a family show. So moving on, <laughs> game thoughts. Wait, hold on. Actually, that that does raise an interesting question. Like, what is the lowest time that he's done that? I mean, thirty-seven's got to be the new low, right? It's it's around <laughs> that. In the took Dallas took a few time. seconds for Hank <laughs> to get that. <laughs> it keeps growing on me because I mean the like the Cowboys. It's been more than thirty. Like I think thirty-seven seconds is the new low. It's funny because even when it happened, it's like before Juice even scored, it's like, yeah, I think we've got a chance. I was, you know, even like the NFC Championship game too, not to bring that up, but I honestly mm. didn't think we were losing that game until the flight came on Kevin King. Oh, yeah. But moving on to the offense. Uh, yeah, we'll start with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, didn't fall flat for a start, which was nice on the West Coast. I mean, we came out strong, which like you were kind of saying a moral victory right there. Uh, but yeah, he was 23 for 33, 261 yards, two touchdowns, was sacked only once. Overall, Amazing. pretty good game. I mean, a ton of great throws. Once again, we've talked quite a bit about Yeah, the one game. sack, honestly, is probably the craziest stat from the night. Just when you consider the the makeshift offensive line they had to throw together. It's, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the offensive line too, but it's nice just in the game plan. There were those games with Mike McCarthy where like Don Barclay or someone had to be rolled out there. And then it's like, did we not know? That like it's like you don't want to help these guys, yeah. even though you know it's a subpar player. Yeah, like and it seemed like there was a ton of help on is it is it Yosh? It's Yosh. Yosh. I was Yosh really Simon. hoping it was Yosh. Yeah, it's Yosh. But okay. Like Yoshi, you know? Yep. But no, I understand. Um <laughs> uh yeah, I they they did seem to like obviously the viral clip of Tunyon absolutely decleating yes. Bosa was very satisfying. But yeah, it seemed that they uh they were helping him a lot, but I saw a stat. I think uh, thirty-eight. He had thirty-eight uh, 
I guess pass, individual yeah. solo pass block, whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah, and zero pressures. So that's just amazing. Our third tackle. It would be interesting uh, to see how fourth, much, how even. often he had Big Dog or Tunyon, you know, lined up next to him too. But only other thing I'd say it for the offense or you know the general of offense. Too many empty sets on third down. We didn't have the mm. best third down efficiency in this game. But God, it's like you you think you just want a running back next to Rodgers just to give him that little afterthought if you're going to run it or not. Yeah, too much too much throwing the ball on first down, I think, yes. too. Just run the Still. damn ball. Like if you're getting second and sevens, why would you not take that every single time? Like right. there was not a time. Like was there a single second and eight? There was only second and sevens or second and tens, I feel like. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have Hank check on that during uh, <laughs> go through all of the plays right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, you know, you, you're bringing up empty sets and, oh, oh God. you know, I just <laughs> like, I think that maybe it's because I've, I've had like such bad experiences with lines, you know, like as a cashier. Mm. And so like when I see the empty set, but you just got hired just, as a cashier though. I, I know, but like it, only a dual threat, right? right. Like, so oh, it's only half, half part the time. time. Gotcha. Yeah, it's Sorry, only proceed. half the time. And like, honestly, the people at Menards, um, the, our, our customers there are way better than the car wash. Nice. Like, it's it's a night and day different. But anyways, okay. you know, okay. and so, so like, that's just a precursor of saying like, yeah, like the empty set, like it might be something deeper. It might be, it okay. might be more triggering. But every time I see that that line, that lineup, that empty set, um, it doesn't matter what down it is. I just am. I feel pain, and okay. I I think like Rogers is gonna end up in pain, and then we're not gonna score, and we're gonna get be off the field. That's and the a very good observation, Hank. Yeah, I I can see it. Make it does make a lot of sense because it, or like I said, the third down efficiency, especially late especially, in the game, and especially behind that makeshift offensive line yeah you know yeah. he's got to get the ball out quick in those situations yeah. and there was time where he was pat 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 and yeah. good good wrinkle there Hank. still only one sack amazing Mo- moving on to running backs aaron jones 19 carries 82 yards the one touchdown a 4.3 average also had two catches for 14 yards pretty solid game that's about as you know average of a aaron jones game as you'll get aj Dillon just had six rushes for 18 a three yard average he did have two receptions for eight yards but i think yeah kyle you kind of you know, guffawed there. Nah, guffaw's a little strong. I don't, I'm not sure you know what I'm guffawing about, but go ahead. I thought we all would have thought, we know Hank, would have thought that A.J. Dillon would have been a little bit more involved in the offense so no, far. Well, I guess, yeah. I, I, I was guffawing at both of them needing to be more involved on the yeah. offense. Like, what is that, 24 carries between the two of them? Right. I just feel like that game could have not needed the dramatics it had right if you just kept feeding them when they were up 10-0 17-0 17-7 just pound the I'm, damn ball i'm obviously a pro rogers guy but it does make you think how many runs does he, he check out of check yeah out of, you know have you either ever played the last of us i watched my little brother play some of last of us back okay. in the day well i I'm just not. got it for my ps3 and (laughs) and one thing about that game is like you got to be really you got to like really conserve your ammo right and so like you you like mostly want to like slash kill zombies and and like people just like without wasting your ammo bloaters and yeah yeah the bloater yeah they don't no thanks no bloaters for hank and uh (laughs) But anyways, you know, I'm just thinking like maybe like it might just be like we're conserving the shotgun. 
you know, for uh, the big guy. Oh, fucking all our ammo, yeah. So Dylan, you know, we're locking, loading Dylan for one of those games that we need to just pound, take down pound the beast. Some people, yeah. There you go. That's a wow. That was very. Hank, was you're you're on fire today, buddy. Keep going. Been playing a lot of video games lately. <laughs> a lot of more free time with the Menards move. Yeah, yeah, my days are moving a on less. to wide receiver. Devontae Adams had 12 receptions, 132 yards, one touchdown. He had the one bad drop on third down. Very uncharacteristic. You brought it up, Kyle, that it reminded you. Of, no, I. Yeah, I, I know. Well, my brother brought it up, and it, it made me think. Like, damn, that is true because it's something people don't talk about, people don't mention, and the, but. Okay, I don't even want to mention it, dude. It's so Devante bad. dropped a touchdown in the NFC Championship game. And people game, forget. And, and people, people don't mention people it. People forget, and they probably should because we don't want to think of that. Uh, he was obviously got... Well, we've gone this far, so maybe we can go off on it a bit here. He had that big hit that he took. No flag. Do we want to... How much do we want to talk about the refs? Um, I hate them. I hate this crew. I, I mentioned... I, I, I said pre-record. I, I literally... The, the whole end of first half debacle where he very obviously like he intentionally grounded in every sense of the word it literally the reason he intentionally grounded is the reason the rule was invented it's to prevent quarterbacks to just throw the way so the clock stops and when there's nothing in the area and there was no conference no review no nothing just no replay not a peep from the broadcast either i i couldn't get over that until because obviously if that gets called the half's over it's 17-0 into half instead it's 17 14 by the time the Packers touch the ball again anyways I digress terrible call I couldn't get over it until like the end of the third quarter but then I got over it it was a game of two halves too with the refs where a lot of calls went against the Niners in the first and there were bad calls on the Niners too for sure but I think it skewed my bias Lazard and the Devontae on third down right at the goal line a couple bad ones but then and I was even saying it then like these are bad calls really bad. bad calls you know in our favor but of course it came back and I don't know how far Jerome, Jerome Boogers crew. That's not exactly how to pronounce it, but yeah. Uh, What's the tidbit you found? Stay oh, woke. this is ground bacon stay, root. Stay woke. Someone found this on uh, uh, what is it? Reddit, where uh, Boogers' son. No, back- no, no, not Booger. What's his name? We're it, calling him Booger. It's Jerome. Oh, we are calling it's, him Booger. He's a snot-nosed bitch. <laughs> his name is Jerome. Hank. It's Jerome Bo- Bugar. Bo- yeah, something the like that. The head ref, the guy who was making all the terrible, announcing all the yeah, terrible. Yeah, the calls. no top teeth have a mo fucking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his son was cut by the Green Bay Packers in 2006. Mm. Mm, makes you think mm. Mm, some retribution. Mm. Would that? Well, yeah, would that create of, a bias? Mm. Yeah. Speaking of retribution, I you know one thing I was just hoping for like i hope karma is real and me too i hope that uh what happened on the field like some of that stuff reflects into the off the field lives of the ref that is pretty dark that's awfully dark but we'll keep (laughs) moving forward yeah i don't know what else we want to talk about the refs i i hate them all uh it it was amazing that they didn't uh like jair got that roughing call on jimmy and then nothing on Devontae. Devontae said it was a clean hit too after the game and somehow yeah yeah and last last ref thought that we'll just throw into the void and kind of like how the refs do a terrible job and there's no consequences they just there's no accountability we'll 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 see them as a we'll see him as a head ref in in a game down the road this season and nothing's going to change it's just the lack of accountability is 
Seriously amazing. And that's enough ref time. That's that's why karma. That is. You know what, Hank? I'm actually I'm picking up what you're putting down now, and uh, yeah, what goes around, you know what they say. Yeah, create karma. There we go. Um, moving on, MVS. Been planning karma for quite a while now. <laughs> nice. Great. Okay, MVS. Uh, three receptions, 59 yards, the one touchdown. He did uh, get banged up at the end of the game. We might have forgot that. So that is we'll have cool. to watch the injury it's, report. It's a hamstring too, which is never fun, especially with a a wide receiver who obviously uses their legs a lot, and yeah. b a speed demon like MVS who needs to open up his legs to really you know, get behind the defense. I am pretty worried about that. We'll see. At least we're deep uh, at receiver, I think. Well, either way, LaFleur has been so good at, you know, changing the offense around the personnel that he has. And now so. that I mention it, it, it makes the Niners defensive strategy on the last drive even more puzzling. Like, MBS <laughs> yeah, isn't out yeah. there. Like, the, the probably the biggest threat on the Packers to yeah. get behind you is not out there. Just put three guys on 17. Like, and even that last throw we had, too, like, Tunyon was wide open as well. It's it was like we were watching a Packers defense late in the game. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Uh, Alan Lazard, the other receiver, he just had the one big catch for 42 yards. A lot of big blocks, like we talked about. He He's on uh, kickoff return coverage now, too. But it's there's kind of this rumor he's the best blocking wide receiver in the league now. I don't know how you prove that, but I wouldn't bet against it. That Lazard catch, it, uh, it, like, it made me like feel good probably too much because i remember <laughs> yeah, like early. i remember the other the other regular season where the 35 8 game when they got their ass kicked oh, by the yep, niners yep. um that first drive i remember they got a first down but it was that bullshit call on Devonte when he ran out of bounds and it was just like a weak unsportsmanlike oh yeah just sucked the air out of yeah. them they went three and out after that punted away but for that to happen on the first drive, I just felt so relieved to be like, oh, my God, the ball's on the other side of the field. Because in that first game, like their offense didn't move at all. And to just see that, yeah. you know, it kind of erased some bad memories. It was nice to, like we said, come out hot, too. So uh, moving on, tight ends. Not a ton to talk about here. Tunyon just had the one reception for six yards. Not a ton to talk about. That was good. Thank That's you. Good. I definitely did that on purpose. Uh, he had the big PI call against him too. Big dog block to help out Yosh and Josiah Deguara had the one uh, reception for four yards. But like we talked about earlier too, the tight end blocking big dog and Tunyon. I mean, it did help the two. Billy Turner's had an up and down season, but it did help us on the edge blocking. And one of those things where we've talked about a lot on this podcast where it always seems like the Packers are a finesse team when we play a hitch in the mouth type team. We kind of, you know, buckle back. And this time, you know, especially on offense, it was nice to see us get a little punching, yeah, and be the ones throwing the punches. You don't I've, see that uh, often. I've mentioned this before about Tunyon, but man, I, I just love his excitement and passion for just about everything. Like on that PI call, he was just like talking the most shit and just like waving around. And it's just so inspiring yeah. like he's just so excited to be out there and he's just he just loves playing football i just everything he does he's just so emphatic i love it well i think i said it last year where i don't know he's the angriest nothing gets tunning more angry than a scoring like a doing good things doing yeah. good things he gets pissed and something else i actually caught today we've seen so many replays of the final kick and everything the most zoomed out shot i've seen you know crosby makes it they all run forward to the end zone tunning who's on the edge 
uh, he turns around and he just starts walking to the center of the field and he's just like flexing by himself. Yes. I wonder what ended up happening, but it was hilarious to see everyone else, you know, head to the end zone. He's, he's just like, in his own world. Own <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to the offensive line. We talked about Yosh a little bit, uh, but we can keep talking about him. I don't think too many people are familiar with him. Kyle, you didn't even know how to say his first name. Yeah. Which is completely Wait, fine. you said Yosh. You just said Yosh, so you don't need Yosh. God damn it. Yeah. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in my reading brain now, so I'm not thinking what I'm looking at. Yeah, Yosh. Some background on him. He is six seven. He's a gigantic dude. One of the biggest reasons why he stuck around his RAS score is like nine point one seven, I think. And he was an undrafted guy out of Virginia Tech. Bakhtari has said he has the best feet on the team. And it is weird. You go back and see some of those like uh you know, the uh, whatever camera they have behind Rogers, you see Yash and it is crazy to see this gigantic human scurry left and right. Just, you know, chomping his feet back and forth. That's awesome. You see one of those clips look for Yash's feet, but yeah, undrafted guy gave up no pressures, you know, his first career start. And I think, did you guys see the story too, that Devante said after the game? Oh my God, my heart fluttered heat of the moment. Devante, you know, when they're switching sides at the end of the quarter, he's trying to get everyone hyped up and Yash goes to him. He's like, I'm just so happy to be out here playing with, with you. I'm guys. so blessed. Like, yeah. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. It's so I, I, I don't want their fan favorite. Right. I don't want to like get ahead of myself, but I mean, by the looks of it, especially, I mean, is there a better debut to have against Bosa? Like, like that's that's the peak, like that's the apex of like what like the the harshest you're gonna face as a tackle. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like, God, like can he maybe kick out to right? We can keep out in that left guard. Like, there's been so many. There's been too many uh, Bach Cherry trade rumors. Like, oh, we no, can no, no. On. That's I know, but that's I'm saying Bach back at left. But that's the life that we live right now on the internet, where we ha- we're three games into the season and we have. S- had some success with these young linemen. They're one of the best left tackle yeah, in the league. Yeah. It's like, let's slow our roll a little bit here. And yes, the like I think I mentioned earlier too. No, but I guess like do one you sack on the day. do you um like does he do you know if he gets reps at right tackle or I is think it just only strictly played, left? I believe he's only played left tackle. Which I mean, that's fine. If we have to train him to play, you know, be the swing tackle of the future, it's. And people have said this, if we're going to trade someone, maybe we trade Billy Turner at the end of the year. But at the same time, you look at how some offenses and some teams totally fall apart when they have some offensive line issues. You saw the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. You want to keep as much depth as you can. Right. On yeah. Line. <laughs> uh, moving on, like I said, Rodgers will only sacked once, only five total pressures. I will say this, the one bad play uh, that derailed that first series was Yash getting that uh, face, face mask. mask. Yep. If that doesn't happen, I mean, that was it, score. though. Like, that was pretty much it. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Uh, and he might have saved Rodgers from a sack. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, true. And that's from true. getting hurt. So, yeah, could have led to an injury. You know, Absolutely. We yeah. could only we should Take, only assume the worst in that. Yeah, Butterfly taking, effect. Taking a penalty and preventing a season-ending injury. Facts. There, there you go. Uh, Josh Myers has still been really good. Uh, he had, like we said, he had that one snap on fourth down, but whatever. Everyone else, uh, Runyon, Newman, Billy Turner. Uh, Turner actually was the fourth highest graded player on offense. Ooh. Uh, held up pretty well. Stenovich, once again, Adam Stenovich, the offensive line coach who was probably the most questioned coach that LaFleur originally hired because he really had no experience, just like one or two years as an assistant. Um, he's been great. He's one of the best offensive line coaches in the league, so nothing really to bitch about there. It will be. <laughs> it's crazy to think like two years ago, you know, when we were starting from left to right, Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley, Billy Turner, Brian Blaga. Imagine telling us back then what the starting offensive line was tonight with like, 
you know, everyone moved around and not even having Elton on the field. Like if, yeah. even if he told, you know, what our week two lineup was with Elton at left tackle, it'd be like, what? Elton at, yeah, what? Yeah. But it works. It you, worked. You, and like going off that, if you would have told me a couple years ago that we would have someone named Runyon and someone named Tunyon mm-hmm. on the same line and like have that like total, to, like sort of sync, Synchronicity, mm-hmm. you know? synchronicity. I, wow, I'm, I don't word think of I the day said that right. Um, it works. Shout out the police. Yeah, yeah, but like it's just I don't know. Like it just feels right. It sounds right, um, and it's and, working right. And so it must work right. We also do have uh, uh, Zadarius and Ladarius, at least for the time being. But with that, I don't think they were ever on the same roster. They are on the roster right now. Ladarius is. Uh, we signed. Uh, what's his name? Ladarius. I forgot his last name. He actually follows us on Twitter. Yeah, the. Outside linebacker, we signed off the Tampa Bay. Oh, Buccaneers. shout out Ladarius! Uh, yeah, shout out Ladarius! Yeah, shout out Ladarius, and shout out to uh, this ad. Hashtag clip this. Aha! Gas prices getting you down. Have you been looking for a more environmental alternative? <laughs> Greetings, there, folks. This is Leonard Bushnell the third. Me and my kin been in the automotive selling business since my grandpappy opened his first lot at the turn of the century. But since losing my license to sell cars, I've sold my entire stock of fine automobiles and purchased a superb cachet of God's most wondrous creatures, the mighty horse. (laughs) I got big horses, small horses, horses that climb on rocks, draft horses, thoroughbreds, and even some spotted ones. So come on down to the Bushnell Family Corral and get you one. We're located at 14th and Dixie, or you can just follow the smell. <laughs> Ladarius Hamilton is his name, but we are back with the defense. Uh, overall, pretty good. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but maybe we were too harsh on Joe Barry. Couldn't have seen this coming, but uh, <laughs> yeah, 28 points, but a lot of them weren't even the defense's fault. We kind of talked about it there, too, like the bad kickoff, the terrible penalty calls, and some of those plays, too. Jair was just so damn close. It's like, what more could you really ask? Yeah, for? the two punts to start the game were honestly jaw dropping. Like I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then the third possession was the pick. Would have been nice to get points on that, but I mean, yeah, to get two point two punts in the first quarter is like I, I, like I feel like if you give Rogers two punts yeah. in the first quarter, he'll probably win that game ninety seven percent of the time. You know, I I don't like this might be a little conspiratorial, but I, conspiratorial? I don't I don't I don't wow. think that uh, with words. I don't I don't think that Joe Barry is doing anything. I think he's a puppet right now. I think Matt LaFleur, uh, you know, like took took the scepter away. Okay. At the ha- uh, at the halftime of the Lions game. Whoa. Or maybe maybe even halftime of the Saints game. Who well, knows? so it's but is it like it's, a it's, weekend at Bernie's type yeah, of thing? Yeah, <laughs> Joe Barry is just like really just like a lifeless voice, right? So what Going if? Ooh, but he so, has all the energy, Hank. You he know does, what? He does. But this actually is getting yeah. traction because the Jets were so bad on offense. Obviously, Mike Lafleur wasn't there. Uh-huh. Matt probably got Mike to come over to Green Bay and weekend at Bernie's Joe Barry to have him coordinate his defense. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's something to think about. The yeah. offensive coordinator for the Jets, right? Is, the, the, okay. is also yeah. the D coordinator for the Packers <laughs> okay. now. He's weakened at Bernie's. <laughs> Joe Barry. Yeah, Joe lot, Barry does look kind of like he's wearing an old man. Yeah, mask. maybe yeah, like, well, not like he's got a, like a, a suit well, on and like, let's like a skin not, suit. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but like I mean, maybe he's locked away somewhere, and um, Mike just had a lot of plastic surgery. Oh yeah, who's to say? Could, and he just does be. it every couple hours for every game that he's. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies, and like prosthetics are good. Yeah, well, they're also <laughs> fake in their movies, Hank. Uh, the Packers had 22 pressures on the day, while only totaling 29 the first two weeks. That is from Jake Morley. On Holy Twitter. smokes! Shout out, that that's not a good my stat. Good stat. Uh, they gave up only 67 yards on the ground, which is amazing to read. A Packers defense allowing that against the Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4.6 yards per play. We had six per play. We had four sacks on the day. And the Packers are now 24th in points three weeks in. Moving on, uh, the guy I want to talk about, and I kind of you know put a lot of... Uh, a lot of my coins in his basket at the beginning of the year. That's a phrase that I'm going to make up right now. Pretty good. De- Devondre Campbell? Yes. Very good. It's, I, it's I very... Say that. I said, you know, maybe we shouldn't have been so harsh on Joe Barry early on, and this is also too early. I think Devondre Campbell is the best inside linebacker we have had since Desmond Bishop. I've kept wanting this. You know, we kind of were kidding ourselves with Kirksey last year and all that shit, and I'll say I this was. now to... Uh, Thoughts with uh, Blake Martinez, who tore his ACL or his Achilles Sorry tendon to this hear that. week. Really, really sucks to see that. He, he's always been a really great guy, as far as we can see as fans. But Devondre Campbell, I mean, shit, he led the team in tackles. He He's recovered a fumble. He has a pick. He's everything we want. He's, you know, you use this term a lot, but especially for the Green Bay Packers, to have a glue guy on defense in the middle of the field calling the plays doesn't fuck up. He shoots the alley on runs and actually is creating contact instead of letting it come to him. Yes. I just love him so much. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself again, but I don't know how many more important guys there are on defense than Devondre Campbell yeah. right now. I, you're 100% right, and I'm glad he's the first person you brought up because I've thought about this where from the perspective of the front office, they just got to be like, they got to feel like he's a godsend. Like, they, like he is everything that they have tried to put at inside linebacker right. he was dirt cheap but he plays the role so well like he's not he's not gonna be like a game breaker and like yep. you know De- Devin White type of uh playmaking but he just does everything solid he's got great instincts like him and Barnes that yes. that two comp where they're both very instinctual and like you said they they react and are aggressive as opposed to staying on their heels and letting it come to them. And, you know, instead of second and nine, it's second and five. Uh, I just I, like the Packers front office has have to just be over the moon that there is they they spend very little capital, whether it's financial or draft capital on them and actually no draft capital on them. And I just yeah, I, I'm glad you shouted him out because he was he has been a stud so far. Yeah, you know, he's he's like and I don't want I don't want to jinx anything and I probably shouldn't say this because like I jinx everything. Okay. Um but he's like the type of mean that looks like it can't get hurt. Like, <laughs> you know, he's that type of player that looks like I mean, you could just run him over with a car and he actually and, gets stronger. Yeah, and like and then all four of the car's tires are popped and <laughs> he, he's holding the tire iron that he pulled out of the trunk on the yep. way as it was passing over him. You know, and and like also he was basically playing with like 
negative like like the whole defense of like middle with Ty Summers out there was like playing with less than a person. Yeah, they're ten and, on eleven. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like playing with a negative sum. And so like really nice. he's twice as good as we think. That's a very good point. True. And he is a uh gopher too, fun fact. So he oh. uh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was a Minnesota gopher. Yep. Um, we got rid of Kamal Martin, a gopher, and replaced oh, him with go. another gopher. Uh, moving on, Barnes, uh, he was the highest rated pro uh, player according to Pro Football Focus. He did get hurt. We'll have to see what happens there. So with Barnes uh, getting hurt, one, Ty Summer. It's amazing how this stuff just naturally happens with the podcast. Ty Summers had to come in and play. He played 20 snaps on defense, and he was the lowest rated player, according to Pro Football Focus. Just Hank, I'll open this up to you first. What are your thoughts? You know, lowest player on Pro Football Focus and lowest points like of the last few weeks has been whenever I've seen Ty Summers mm-hmm. on the field. So well, at least it's few makes, and far between. Yeah. It, it, well, it wasn't on Sunday <laughs> and, and I felt it, you know, like you're looking all of a sudden you're like looking at all the dangerous objects in the basement and you know, you're like, don't do it. And you Hank. know, Come on. Come on, man! You, you, no, I you know, mean you, I keep, want, you can call no, us. No, I, I just like don't throw it at the TV. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Not good your, save. Okay, yeah, we are. I don't know. Seek, seek help. Transition, transition. Trans, okay, outside linebacker Scary Gary, who you have only said positive things for. Bane Gary, he had a good game. He had half a sack. His bull rush is really good. Anytime he tries any of the finesse fancy moves, it's kind of like, eh, stick to the bread and butter. He is just kind of a better, more powerful Nick Perry, it seems like. Um, yeah, he and he has the 10th highest rush rate in the league or winning percentage in the league right now for edge rushers. So that's pretty good. Uh, Preston Smith, he's been real solid all year. Had a sack on Sunday as well. And he is the highest rated run stuffing edge defender in the league currently. According wow. to uh, wow. Pro Football Go Focus. Go Preston. Go Preston. He's yeah. sitting a great uh, precedent. I'm uh, sorry to derail no. this just very quickly. <laughs> okay. but They never know, are, I but just, okay. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know if we'll get back to Gary. Um, <laughs> but... But I just got to say, like, I've been thinking a lot about the Bane Gary thing. And, like, mm-hmm. while it doesn't make sense to me and, like, I'm, like, ke- a little kept on the outside of, like, how it works or why it's even a thing. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm starting to like it in terms of, like, how bad it is, you <laughs> yeah. know? And, like, yeah. like, there's something about it being, like, the least original thing that, like, or, like the least creative, least original thing about it that, like, makes it so much better. And so, like, I think I've had a change of heart. Oh. And um, I think right now, like, if, uh, you know. Like, if it hurts it, so good. Yeah, I think I'll get a Bane Gary hat. Um, <laughs> if, it, I mean, honestly, I think at I the end of the season, that. if Gary has the most sacks, I will get a Bane Gary hat. Okay. That, all right. We will hold you to that because that is, uh, there's a very high probability that that will happen. I, uh, yeah, I really liked the defensive line showing as a whole i really thought the i think you mentioned the, the we're on outside linebackers right now well are you I talking mean, about they, 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 i mean they do you're saying the front the seven of line yeah okay i just want to make um, sure that's all. the line the, the line doesn't stop inside right well well i'm not sure going. i follow okay, okay. <laughs> uh you don't follow a tangent from hank 
Continue. Sorry, I derailed now. I actually know. I actually do like following tangents from Hank. Yeah, but okay. um, that makes one of us. There. I mean, there's a point though where you gotta just. Anyways, uh, what was the the pressures? There was like 22 pressures. Yes, uh, we had 22 pressures on the day. Yeah, and that 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 feels accurate because it it did feel like the pocket was collapsing a lot quicker than what we saw against Detroit and New Orleans. So hopefully they can uh, stack success with that. I hope so too. And Chauncey Chauncey Rivers and Jonathan Garvin once again uh, averaged out like 25 percent of the snaps. Even that last drive from the Niners, uh, Garvin was in there, which and I think Garvin, yeah, Garvin was in that in there on one of the the sacks or fumbles um yeah they're, do, they're doing enough i mean he's what like he's only like 20 years old isn't he yes he's i don't know he we drafted him last year i forget it but he is he's younger than uh a couple guys we drafted this year i know for sure uh moving on to i guess defensive line sticking with the pressure kenny clark led the team in pressures mammoth dude oh five my of God. Them. yeah huge blow up plays everyone saw the one replay two of him just pushing the center all the way back yeah uh, just an absolute it's it's it might even be September this year but we'll Whoa. see uh Lancaster graded out pretty well he did get hurt it's it's just weird uh this is dumb this is once again dumb fan brain but it's like some games you see guys so bad and other games you see them so good it's like that is Lancaster why can't you be consistent yeah. and I I mean I, it, it's dumb but yeah yeah you know Thank I you. was just been thinking about Lancaster a lot this week okay, okay. and I'm just thinking like what a good name for a wizard. <laughs> that, that <is. laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Dean Lowry was the fourth lowest graded player on the defense. So some, you know, rise, rose to the top. Others stayed down. And TJ Slayton had three snaps only. We saw him a couple times. He was in on a pressure too, but uh, only three snaps. Moving on to corner. Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes, who I don't think we've really mentioned, played 100% of the snaps. So once again, Beautiful. Stokes went from 7% to 77% to 100% of the snaps. Kevin King was a late inactive with an illness. We'll see what that ends up being. And even like, and even on the plays that like Stokes got beat or got a ball caught on, like, I don't know. It just felt like it's not demoralizing. Yeah. Like, Kevin like he was either there to make the tackle right away or he was, you know, he just missed uh, breaking up the ball. Like, I don't know. It just and he didn't he didn't turn a a bad moment into an even worse moment by yes. like, you know, letting the guy scamper like it, it just I yeah, he played extremely well and it's very promising. Kevin King's moments are always just like kind of moments that you can imagine him being like after like oh i got this like the sun was in my eyes right like he needs <laughs> yeah. he like needs that excuse yes so, but like stokes excuse is like was just like oh hey you like they made a good play yes yeah. where it's yeah. accountability and and all right i'll just get him next time that's true and he did it he was uh subject of some of those terrible calls as well uh yep. so sylvan struggled against kittle i don't know it's, i mean yeah that's in, anyone would. insert db here struggled against kittle yeah, uh, moving on to the safeties, Amos and Savage both played all the snaps as well. A uh, couple explosive, you know, we talked about it last week, a couple of kind of explosive plays from Savage, no turnovers, but he like violent hits, which we haven't seen yes. so much from. So I'm glad he's listening to the And pod. yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot of chatter on Twitter how they used him with the, the whole cover one robber role, which I think means closer to the line of scrimmage. And we talked about that last year where the closer to the ball he is, the the better he's utilized so hopefully they can keep him in that role and and keep him yeah flying around making plays he's just so cool 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's such a great name. Great, great point, Hank. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you. We we. we I actually don't think as a podcast we've like took a moment to appreciate how cool of a name that really is, Darnell. Savage. Well, you were part of the uh, name draft episode where we did talk about how cool his name is. Like, is there a guy named Darnell that wouldn't beat the shit out of you? Like, oh, that a guy named Darnell would just beat the shit out of it. anyone oh i couldn't tell if you yeah i, did, I rephrased that very wrong. personal like yeah like, no i didn't mean like you speci- <laughs> okay. i mean like you like as like generally it's like i jabbed you for not listening to the episode and you're like you should get the shit beat out of you <laughs> by a guy named darnell <laughs> yeah there's a lot of names i think of like just blanket names of people who'd beat the shit out of me you know like Dar- darnell definitely up there chuck yep. Chuck. Chuck, you know, is another one. It's um, actually short, Chuck, short for Chet, yeah, too. Leroy. Leroy Ooh. is definitely taking my lunch money. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Hank. Uh, <laughs> we talk about special teams here, but uh, we've we've gone pretty long already. So we'll just uh, we'll cut, come back. Cut it off here. We'll cut this and we'll come back with the draft. Ooh. All right. We're going to have a draft once again. Uh, we'll throw in the clip right here of just so everyone is aware. If you didn't somehow didn't see it, but Rogers' nice little soundbite with Michelle Tafoya. How could he not be romantic about football, man? So, and once again, with such an amazing game that we all enjoyed, it reminds you why we love football. So, why not have a how can you not be romantic about football draft? How do we? I so yeah, think, let's let's just yeah, kind of hash out the parameters here. Yeah, um, there really are no parameters. Yeah, it's very subjective. It's which just yeah. What do you like? What been. do you? What? How do you? Yeah, like what? What makes you all fuzzy inside about football? Yes, and you know that's what football does for all, especially on Sunday. So who wants? To, we didn't even decide who's going to. Uh, do we want to just do Kyle, Hank, then me? Mm, Sounds or like a me, plan. Hank, okay. then you. Um, you decide. Okay, I'll go first okay. now that I'm thinking about it because we're probably going to have to overlap a couple. Hanks, we are just assuming, are going to be as out there as possible. So with the first pick, and I've talked about this before, but the first pick in the ro- romantic football draft, whatever we want to call it, I am going to take, I don't know if I want to say how long it is, anywhere between half a second to the three seconds of Aaron Rodgers taking the snap, Play action bootleg, mm. dropping back, plants his back foot and throws the ball up in there. Lately Ooh. with MVS where it's not hitting as much and sometimes with Devontae even, but especially back in like 2014, 2015 when it's going deep to Jordy, there's no better moment than that, you know, that hope when it's up in the field. You know, it is rather romantic too because you're putting a lot of faith in that ball. You don't know, is it going to turn out well? Is it going to turn out right? Will there be a second date? Will it be fourth down? Love it. That is my favorite moment watching football is seeing the deep bombs off Aaron Rodgers, good particularly pick. the the bootlegs. Hank? Very good yeah, pick. Yeah, so mine is how can you not be romantic about Costco hot dogs? <laughs> okay. And so, okay. Like, you know, I don't have a Costco membership. Um, sometimes I will sneak the card out of Aunt's purse, or other times I'll just pretend I'm there for the pharmacy. And okay. and uh, but like I always go and I get the dollar fifty hot dog and pop combo. Um, you can't beat it. You really can't. And um, you know, and now that the tables have opened back up for COVID, like I'll I'll go sit at one of those tables and I'll just watch people, um, and, like with their families shopping on a Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. and there's something that feels really good about it. You know, um, those the all beef footlong. That's awesome, Kyle. You're up. <laughs> all right. Um. 
I I have one similar uh, to yours, Spenny. Though I was I was hoping you were going to say my name. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it's romance in the sense of um, you know bringing bringing home uh, uh, flowers and chocolates for your lover. It's it's Ooh. it's un it's unexpected. It's a nice surprise, and it usually leads to a uh, <laughs> some <laughs> some fun later. And that is hell yeah the Rogers free play. Oh, that fuck. moment of good. of either he's you know the the offense is rolling like you know you know the Rodgers led offense is going to score 28 points in a game but <laughs> you know you know you don't know how it's going to come and ooh i like the, that oh hey uh the the moment where you know they're in the huddle and then they're walking up to the line Rodgers sees the substitution being made and the, he rushes up and it's like oh <laughs> yeah. everyone's on the edge of seat like here we go free play free play or offsides fuck. And it's just it's just a great moment, and it's it's unexpected, but it usually leads to just great outcomes. That's that is really good. Uh, I mean, this is as subjective of a draft as we're gonna have, but it's like, and obviously not from my own uh, life experiences, but as I've seen in movies, you know, after a good date, and they say, "Hey, you want to come upstairs?" That is boom. That, that is the free play. That's so what, what I was going what's for. Gonna, what's gonna happen? <laughs> you guys are so cool. I just like I. No, we're talking like, from movie. Like this is not something we oh, we don't do. That just stuff. movies. Yeah, me. Yeah, me either. Okay, okay. Are Sna- we, snake draft, Kyle. Doing snake. Okay. Yep. Um, I will go. Okay, so if if uh you've heard this podcast before, I've mentioned this play before. I have uh, romance. It's it's not an exact science. You know, you can't quantify love. It's just something that. You just, it's something when you see it and when you feel it, you know, and I think with go, the Harry. way, the way football is moving, um, you know, it's getting very analytical and people are trying to make it into a science when it's not. Okay. And a good way to remind us of that is when it's fourth and 13 on the opponents, uh, say 48 yard line. So not really logical go for it territory and not really a punt where the punter can unleash. So what does the punter have to do? He's got to pin them deep, and I I get so romantic about those plays. Oh, I wow. love those plays okay. so much. The the trying to, and especially with the punter we have now, I was going to say this I'm is... so much more excited for them, like pinning them inside the five. Young love here, it's Kyle. So it's such yeah, ooh, ooh, boho, and I just the the gunners sprinting down, sacrificing their body, laying out, trying to keep it, you know, in. <laughs> Outside of the end zone. Sometimes you sacrifice your body for love. Exactly. It's just, it's it's a great football play that is, once again, underappreciated. And uh, I just, I love that. Perfect. Yeah. Very solid pick there, Kyle. Hank? How can you not be romantic about sweating out a fever dire enough to make you wash your pillowcase <laughs> after, after you wake up? Okay. I... I'm not sure, actually. I don't know <laughs> how to actually be romantic about it. Yeah, but that that doesn't. Uh, it's just rom- like you feel rom- like it's such a good feeling to like get the sickness out and okay. to just like like you know that like you're on the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's I, fair. Yeah, it just it feels so good. It's like such a fresh. It's so fresh, right? Maybe not like capital R romantic mm-hmm. but sure lowercase r okay romantic. lowercase r okay yeah. yeah that's a good pick i guess i thought we were sticking to football but hey hank more power to you 
Uh, moving on, the next pick, my next pick, the second one, we're going to do three each, too. I don't know if I said that at the beginning. Yeah, three, three each. Three each. So with my second pick, I am going to go with the uh, struggle of the two of between a receiver and defender on a deep ball. A lot of it kind of the hand hmm. checking. I think, you know, sometimes ro- romance, you know, romantic stuff, it is an art. And sometimes looking at the slow-mo replays of, some people deciphering if it's a PI or not. It's like there is an art and a little dance that goes on where it's like you got to be physical, but not too physical to get a call. And it's a nice little flirtation between the defender and the wide receiver. Interesting. So okay. I thought I would take that play there. Good pick. Now, Hank, any any thoughts on that? No thoughts. Perfect. Those are my favorite <laughs> uh, Hank thoughts. For my last pick, since we are doing a snake, I am going to pick... <laughs> Now, this, you know, romance is kind of lovey-dovey, fluffy, but sometimes it's not all that great either. So I'm going to go with the pile for a fumble. You know, Ooh. it's aggressive. It's bodies on bodies. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know whose leg that is. You don't know how it's going to end up. Will it be good? Will it be bad? We do not know. <laughs> but I figured we do that because, you know, right at the end, too, it's you wait for a signal sometimes and you wait for the ref to give you, you know, whose ball it is and... That sometimes that's romantic. Yeah, I was actually, well. I was I was gonna do a similar one with yeah, like a fourth and one maybe because everyone's all intimate mm. and, and scrunched up. But yeah, that's, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. Same, sounds, same, sounds like same an chord. Eminem song. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll not in agree. Hank, what is your third pick? Yeah, how can you not be romantic about hearing about how your Xbox got in a pretty bad accident that no one else was injured in? And that it was his fault, and that he has racked up enough medical debt where he made a GoFundMe where it's just comments from old employees asking if he's happy about not going with the better health insurance carrier for the company, or if being healthy and a fitness influencer is insurance enough still. Fuck you, Chet. All right. Yeah. How can how can he not be romantic yeah, about football? That's a good. Is it bad that I'm such an idiot that when you said that, I was literally thinking of an Xbox, the game console. I was like, what? How? What is the joke here with an Xbox? And oh, I'm just a fucking idiot. Great pick, Hank. Yeah, I'm sure you I'm sure you stole that one from Kyle. Kyle, what is okay? uh, What's your last pick? My last one. um, Everyone might not be familiar with who's listening to this. If you've been to Lambeau Field, then you probably know what I'm talking about. But this is. Uh, it, I feel kind of lame because it's a fucking commercial at the end of the day, but it gets me so juiced. It's the uh, it's the Jerry Kramer, Johnsonville brought were you yeah. here commercial. It's like a minute long, and it's oh, it's so good. He like walks around Lambeau Field, and he's like, it starts off like, were you here? When yeah. <laughs> they had the sneak and it just references a bunch of like legendary moments while it's walking around. And it's got this, you know, nice upbeat music. And it's like, were you here for the first leap? Were you here when they chanted Reggie? And it's just like it. And it makes you reminisce on all the moments you've seen. Like me personally, the does no catch. Exactly. Uh, the, the does no catch Rogers, six touchdowns in the first half. Cobb, Hail Mary against the Giants. Like I just reminisce about all that. And then he ends and this is when the juices really get flowing. He'll, he'll he ends and he's like, you know, this could be a day where you can say, yeah, I was here. And then it just, you know, you you get visions of, oh yeah, we're gonna see some legendary shit happen here at Lambeau Field. And it just the the fuzziest feelings. I don't know why I didn't even choose this as my first pick because it's like one of my 
favorite things. That's a of very the yeah. Experience. That's a very good underrated pick too. Because yes. yeah, nothing is that is like it's a freaking commercial, but it's so good. Like it's a great you know it's greatly good, executed commercial. Th- like I've seen it multiple times. Like they've used it for multiple years. Yeah, so well, you know, I'm it's pretty good. sure they use it every every time because it's like in the first or second quarter and. Yeah, Jer- and Jerry Kramer, he really is like a walking, living legend. It's funny how great you, voice. You yeah, you say that there too. It's like Jerry Kramer could say anything, and you could have a montage of football shit going on <laughs> in the background. Like, say, and I had to go get my car washed today, <laughs> and it's like, wow, this is what is this leading with the, to? Yeah, with the right music, yeah, it would it would get me to run through a brick wall. All right, so closing things off for the how can you not be romantic football draft? We'll just finish off our picks. I quick took- recap. The play-action bootleg, Rogers throwing mm. it deep, uh, hand-checking a deep ball between a defender and receiver, and a pile for a fumble. Kyle? I had the Rogers free play, the uh, pinning a team deep with a punt, and the Jerry Kramer, were you here? And at Hank, Lambeau Field. And Hank, what did you have for the hell? Can you not be romantic about football draft? Yeah, I had Costco hot dogs. <laughs> Sweating out a fever dire enough to make you wash your pillowcase the next day. Good pick. And then hearing about how your ex-boss got in a pretty bad accident that no one else was injured in, and that was his fault, and that he has racked up enough medical debt where he made a GoFundMe, and it's just comments of old employees asking him if he's happy about not going with the better health insurance carrier for the company or if being healthy enough and a fitness influencer is insurance enough still. Awesome. Great, great, <laughs> draft, great drafts, everyone. And with that, we will have, is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Uh, Kyle, you are three, two, and one. I've made the executive decision to make the Randall Cobb question from last week a tie. <laughs> so once again, I think last year through two weeks, there was there was a tie. Yeah, I can't well. remember. But moving on, this week, fresh questions. Kyle, are you ready? Yes. All right. Mason Crosby kicked the game-winning kick on Sunday night with uh, Corey Bohorquez holding. In his first NFL game, he also had a game-winning field goal. Who was the holder in that game? This was against the Eagles back in the day. Uh, I only... Wait. I bet it was Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. It was not. It was John Ryan. Good. N- not John a bad... what? John Ryan, the punter. Oh, he... I would have said Tim Massey if I was going to guess a punter. Yeah. But I thought maybe back when... Crosby was a rook backup quarterback for still holding. I remember that being like a story during an offseason, like pretty much every NFL team switched to punter, switched to punters because they always, you know, the special teams group practice just together. together. They just did that instead of having to waste a quarterback's time to hold on kicks. All right. Yeah, I would have never got that. But it was a good question. It it was a good guess, too. 0-2 for the week, but you were still wrong. Moving (laughs) on. uh, Number two. Ooh, this might be a little more complicated. Okay. Big Ben who we were facing this week, went to the University of Miami, Ohio. Can you name a former Packer who went to the University of Miami, Ohio, or a current Packer who went to the actual Miami? Jeez, Jonathan Garvin. Okay, to... well, there you go. You're right for the week. I didn't think you'd know where Jonathan <laughs> um, Garvin Hold on. Went. I feel like I should know the Miami of Ohio one, though. I know it's like, I know when you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, that's right. There's two of them. 
One was a higher round draft pick. The other was everyone knows who he is, kind of, if you're on Packers social media. Well, uh, I don't know. Tom Crabtree oh. and Quentin Rollins. Uh, oh, Quentin. Second round, second or third round yeah, draft pick, the Quentin, corner who why, had only played. I, I thought he was, okay, yeah. Okay, maybe I didn't know. Yeah. No, I didn't know. Well, Damn. Okay. Damn. Oof, 0-2, 0-2 on the week. This no, one. wait, what? I got I got Jonathan Garvey. Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. I my brain's all over the place as always. You know, Thank I you. can't read. The <laughs> third question of the week. Who so we're obviously playing the Steelers this week, uh spoiler alert. Who are the last two quarterbacks to start against the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Green Bay Packers? Mm. I mean, we only play the Steelers for four years, and I remember the last, the Rodgers one game against him was a burner snowball went down to the last possession. We'll give you a clue that it's just, it is the every four years in these games. It is every, every four. So, so it's 2021 and it's 2017 and 2013. 2013 was the snowball. 2017 Rodgers was hurt. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I remember that Sunday night game, which was actually competitive. Yeah. Brett Hundley and Aaron Rodgers. 2017 was Brett Hundley. 2013 was Matt Flynn. That is the broken collarbone year. It is another. Both of those games were very competitive and very close. What? What game am I thinking of? The snowball. You're thinking of the year that, uh, not that we won the Super Bowl. I think it was the year before, and it was a snowy game in Pittsburgh where. But uh, I thought we only play them every four years. We do. Um, that was different. I'm just saying for this question, it has been every four years. In 2017, it was Brett Hundley. In 2013, it was Matt Flynn. So when did Rodgers play him? Uh, oh, here we go. Perfect. Hey, can you uh, 2009. look? 2009. 2009. That's when it was? Did you? Well, I mean, no? I think he just did basic math and subtracted four from 2013. Yeah, but we still could have played him if they were if they finished the same in the division. Mm, we were playing the Spenny. NFC North that year. Either way, I'm right. I don't. I don't. I don't think you are. I said the last two times it's 2017 and 2013. But the snowy game, Rogers started and they lost in Lambeau. That was before 2013. Then we're getting old, man. We have I a lot don't. of seasons under our belts. Here we go. Here's Hank. Actually, give him a second. December 20th, 2009. Damn it. All right. Well, it was a good try, Kyle. Do you have a stump spenny question for me this week? I do. And now we lost I'm in a 37 bad mood. 36. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm not giving last, you any yeah, hints. It was the last second uh, corner we had signed like that month was in coverage and he got beat. So this is a recall to last week's question the uh, AJ Hawk, Vernon Davis question. Uh, okay. Name. Name the player that has played or plays for the Packers that is still active in that draft. For who? For in the AJ Hawk Vernon draft, okay. Vernon Davis draft. The player that has played or plays for the Packers and is still in the league. Plays or played. Well, God, I would well, I guess Mason was 2007, so maybe that's not it. Um are you going to tell me if he plays for the Packers now or mm, no? <laughs> Hank, <laughs> Hank, for whatever Hank, reason, shook his head. Hank no. was an emphatic no, so I'm going to say no. The AJ, who else would be lingering around the league now? 
Well, we did. I don't think we drafted JJ Jansen. <sighs> Crosby just seems too obvious to be. I'm gonna go with Mason Crosby. Do wait. Do you have a guess, Hank? Who is it? Big dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Big I dog, was, big dog, big dog. Okay. He was God. a first rounder. Yeah. Fuck. I should. I should have got that. I was thinking. Boy, Hank. I was thinking players who were drafted by the Packers and they could be playing for a different team yeah. at this point. But. I was gonna say like. I was gonna say like tight end or something, but that would have been too obvious. Yeah. So. No, I would have. I would have. And I'm honestly like, I I didn't look too deep, but I just like scrolled and literally Mercedes might be the only active player left in that draft. He's the oldest like, tight end in the league. It's amazing. I mean, it's not like he's an amazing player, but got that he's still in the league and a soul crushing. Well, I blocker. saw a clip where he was moving uh, Bosa. Yeah. So he's still very effective. He is amazing and the best player on the Packers. Shout out to him because he does the intro of the podcast and we're great friends with him. Big dog, big dog, big dog. Moving on, the preview slash prediction for the Steelers game. We are playing the Steelers on Sunday afternoon CBS. We do have, um, I almost said Chris Sims, that's not even it. The Jim Nance. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Uh, Like I said, 325 kickoff. The Packers are favored by six and a half points now over under of 45 and a half. Oh, wow. The Steelers, uh, they're, I don't know. The Steelers are always kind of a weird team. It's fun to play the Steelers. It always seems a little important. I do feel like they're kind of the mirror of the Packers in the AFC. Mike Tomlin, obviously still the coach, one of the longest uh, reigning coaches in the league behind Bill Belichick. Big Ben has been bad this year. Three touchdowns, three picks. Uh, Harris, their rookie from Alabama. He's been, I mean, pretty much their offense. Uh, He's, Which isn't saying much because their offense has been nothing. Yeah, his often their offensive line is bad. He's seventy percent of the plays he gets contacted in the backfield on his runs. He had nineteen targets last week. Yeah, which that is, is probably the craziest stat amazing. across the league. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I guess it makes sense with Big Ben not having an arm anymore. Like, has Julio Jones ever registered nineteen? Tar- like, Julio Jones has. Like I'm, 19 targets. I'm going to guess Julio Jones had 19 targets on that Monday night game a few years oh, ago. Oh, true. 250. Like yeah. Broke whatever record. Yeah. Uh, Claypool is their leading receiver. Uh, Harris is second. Um, and then they have Deontay Johnson and Juju. Their O-line isn't good, like I said. TJ Watt is banged up. I haven't heard anything. He didn't play last week, but he is their leading sack right now with, with uh, three on the season. They still have Cameron Hayward and Fitzpatrick, the corner. They were both pro bowlers last year. They also have Melvin Ingram on their defense now. They only have five sacks on the season, which is actually the same as us. And they have an average pass defense and a pretty good run defense. So that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kyle, what are you thinking going into this game? Uh, That it's unbelievable that Ben Roethlisberger is still the starting quarterback of the Steelers. I mean... He's so washed. There was the clip on one of <laughs> Najee's 19 targets where it's fourth and 10. And he literally like throws a swing pass out to Najee legitimately 14 yards behind the first down line. <laughs> like he throws it to him in the backfield. And like that, that's just one example. But he's he's so washed. Um, that defense is really good. Going to keep an eye on TJ Watt all week. Yeah, um, watch. But in terms of their, but it, it's one of those things where you, a terrible offense versus a terrible defense. We'll see what uh, 
what gets the better of what. And I think uh, Big yeah. Ben, it, it, it would just be so perfect, though, for Big Ben to be how clearly bad he like is to then Philip Rivers last come, year. come and shred us like that. Yeah. That's very foreseeable, but um, I'm not too worried. You, you know what I think is like the craziest thing about Big Ben, like <laughs> him still playing? Mm-hmm. The assault. Yeah. It's, it is crazy how much that's been overlooked. Just swept under the rug. Just yeah. like, yeah. But yeah, and now that you're saying that too, it's funny. Uh, we've had the discussion this this week. I think Rick Esiason had a pretty good... Is it Rich? Rich Esiason had a good little bit on his radio show yesterday. But it's like... And I hate doing this, and I don't want to do it all season. But once again, on Sunday, it's like... Why did we draft Jordan Love? You see, you know, you see the Steelers, and no. it's like they are literally bringing their team down oh, with how bad their quarterback oh. is. It's like, and I've still, and there's a lot of <laughs> smart people out there like Ross Uglum, who is who like rationalized it yesterday with the Jordan Love pick with, well, you know, he wasn't very good. Rodgers wasn't great in 2018, and in 2019 he was digressing as well. It's like, look at the fucking Steelers. That's it. Look at the Giants. That's what it. they did with Eli. It's like we could have waited another year to do it and I get it I get it but it's just I just Wait, wanted to shoot that out I'm confused I I can't tell if you're advocating for the pick or I'm not advocating for the pick I'm not, if you actually think he was stumbling and Rodgers was digressing wait another year and see if you really want to make that move for a quarterback cuz it's just it seems I don't know the verdict's still out obviously but I just I'm still not about the Jordan Love pick. I think he's going to be an okay quarterback. We'll see. But so, so yeah. I mean, all I'm going to say is, Jordan, if you're listening, not all of us are taking that approach. There are some lover boys on the podcast. That's right. Okay, yeah. If Rodgers is on the team next year, I will apologize, but that just doesn't look like what is going to happen. But like, I just feel like justifying the pick is literally all you have to do is just point at the Steelers. Like, look at that. They're but justifying not the pick is just pointing at this last game. Do you think Jordan Love comes anything close to that with the 37 seconds off? Rodgers is wh- Rogers is magical. That is, he is the wizard. He is the Lancaster of wizardry on the offense. Okay, so what team did he do it for? The, the pa- Packers. Okay, and then Jordan Love is still on the Packers, right? Yes. So that outcome still happened with Rodgers still on the Packers. I don't understand the problem. That is some philosophical shit. Okay, that's fine. We'll move on. So, so does that game not happen if they don't pick Love? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if Jordan Love were in that circumstance, he would not have done it. And so many, but that was never the plan. Even when they drafted Love for him that, to play in year sorry, two. Sorry, let me reiterate this. Some fans still wish that we would have traded Aaron Rodgers, even for how good he is, and they're still very eager to move on from him. And I'm just saying, I'd like to see him digress a little bit more. Digress. Regress. Regress <laughs> a little bit more than what we have seen, especially the last few years. That's all I'm saying. Kyle, what are your well, predictions? Uh, for the see, you're game? doing the straw man where it's like, oh, people are saying they want to trade him. Like, no, no, no. We're just talking about the draft pick right now. And like the plan was never to play him in year two. So I don't know why that's used as a like this San Fran game. Do you think the do you think the Packers would be better off right now if we did not draft Jordan Love in in 2019 in the first round. If we would have taken, I don't even care if it was fucking Jalen Rager, who is not a good wide receiver. You pit, it did not work with the structure of this team. Everything's just kind of fucked. What after this year, what are we going to be? We don't really know. But if Rogers falls off a cliff, we have a plan. It doesn't look I, like that's happening this season. All I'm saying is we would have like, we wouldn't have 
drafted someone like Patrick Queen that we actually needed. It would have been like well, someone yeah. who just like a DN, like yeah, let balls fly over their head, oh. and uh, you know, I don't even care about blamed the, it on the sun. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been <laughs> fine if he traded Jordan Love away for like a bag of balls this offseason. But I digress. Kyle, Jordan, what are your predictions we love for the you, Steelers Jordan. game? Well, I'm going to be in attendance, by the way. That's this right. Yeah, gold, gold package. I, season ticket holder. I hate missing the Nance call. I love Jim Nance. Um, I've a little bit soured on Romo. He's kind of... It's weird because... He's become aware of how good he is. They're, you know? they're the best one-two because Romo is just the best two because all the other twos kind of suck. You know, Chris Collinsworth I don't really like and Troy Aikman mm, I don't like either. Yeah. So Romo's kind of it by um, default. Man... I'm just, dude. I don't know the status of TJ Watt. Like I said, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on that. But Steelers got a good defense. I feel like you're um, gonna predict us to win, Kyle. I yeah. I still am gonna do that. So I'll go. Uh, I think it'll be a slobber knocker. Twenty-seven uh, thirteen. Ooh, good guys. That is a. AFC, AFC slash NFC North type score right there. 27 like Big 13. Ten football. Okay. Let's go. So I'm gonna I'm going to pick the Packers this week. And if they lose, then I will never pick them again. Okay. That's fair. 20, what score? <laughs> 27 26. 27 Ooh, 26. All right. In- interesting numbers. A lot of field goals. All right, we'll see. And I <laughs> Our predictions last week were about as close as they could have been. I was to, closest, by the way. Kyle was the closest. What did you have? 31-28. And this week, you're going to be the closest to the team. hey oh, Yay. Wow. Nice. There you go. I have a prediction of 30-21. to 21. I just think the Packers are going to score 30. I don't, you know, Barry has to let up some touchdowns. So, yeah. we'll see. I just, yeah, like I said, it's the uh, immovable. How, how does that saying go? The immovable force and the whatever object i don't know like the joe barry defense with a terrible oh, offense i was waiting for hank to chime in i was just gonna say just if we see joe barry wearing sunglasses this week we know it's up <laughs> <laughs> yes okay very true kyle what is your bold prediction and um, are you gonna i'm just curious so and i guess i said it last week but the way this was formed is for your tailgates uh for the packer games you oh, go yeah, that's to how it originated when you well why don't you just say it um, well, yeah, we, we gather around right before we head out to the stadium and, uh, we do a little cheers, a little salute and we rattle off bold predictions and I guess, yeah, transition onto this pod. And were you going to ask if I do the same? With yes. Each? No, I don't. Okay. Um, we might both need a live them. recording. Both of them. Of yeah. Both of them. <laughs> I like to fire off the hip. It's just kind of a, a heat of the moment thing. So you go first. Oh, oh wow. There you go. <laughs> right, right from the hip. The Steelers' offensive line doesn't seem to be very good, and I'm just guessing maybe the interior is more of the weakness. However, the Green Bay Packers on the defensive line have a strength in the middle of their defense. Mm. I have Kenny Clark, who has had a lot of pressures this year, but not a total sack. I have him racking up two sacks on Sunday. I hope it happens. That would be pretty cool. Kyler Hank, what is your bold prediction? Who will go? I will go next. I think... He is on a similar trajectory as last year where he came onto the scene and we're kind of like, we like this guy, but we kind of don't know what this guy is. And then by around this time last year, he started showing up like, whoa, okay, this is a guy. And that is no other than Darnell Savage. (laughs) I think 
he will cause two turnovers. Okay. So he either has so that be that could be like a forced fumble and an interception or a fumble recovery and an interception, like just sure. involved on two turnovers. All right. I like that. We'll Come see on, Big his, Ben. His play lives up to his name. Nice. Hank? Yeah, going off uh, Big Ben, uh, my bold prediction for the week is, I, I know there's been a lot made of his walking boot, right? Oh, yeah. That's um, a part of my take thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I was just, like, I saw that video of him, like, tripping himself. Have you seen that TikTok so from funny. this week? It's I actually really, have it. It's really great. It's so funny. And so, like, my, my bold prediction is that Big Ben injures himself <laughs> this week. <laughs> okay. It's not a sack. It's just a... No, no sack, but, like, just self-inflicted injury. Uh, with that, before, according to Hank, the last segment... Once again, as always, if you could please leave a review, that'd be cool, or a rating on Apple, whatever, scroll down, leave a rating. And if you do, I haven't said this yet all year, I keep forgetting, we'll send you a free koozie. Hey. Just email us at pmppodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter, pmppod, uh, whatever, we'll send you a free koozie. I don't even care. If you don't leave a review, just fucking DM us or email us and I'll send you a koozie. I don't care at this point. Also, if you have oh, yes. any questions for Kyle, uh, that is Kyle an idiot questions, I've written like oh, there we go. 150 of these freaking things. If you have a question that you think, I don't even want to say stump them because it's not that tough to do that. But if you think you can come <laughs> up with a good question, Funny send them man. in and we will read them on the podcast. Who got stumped today? Hey. <laughs> yeah, you're even for the season. But with that, Hank, according to Hank, what do you have this week? Yeah, so I'm going to switch it up this week, I think, on According to Hank. Um, first off, I just want you all to know, very happy to be here. That's awesome. Happy yeah. to have you. And so there's just been a lot of, like, I was just thinking about, you know, Yash um, and what he told Devontae, right? Right. And, like, that's how I've really been, feel, yeah, been feeling about the podcast lately. I'm just so happy to be here. Um, and I'm just thinking back to when I, you know, all those times ago when I was listening as a fan. And I was just like, I just wish I could get to know these guys, you know? And I... uh and it's just like one of one of it was one of my goals for last year, mm -hmm. New Year's resolutions, and so, okay. A little and weird. so yeah, so one of them came true, and uh, but anyway, so I just was putting myself in the shoes of the audience, um, and I was like, hey, what if I just uh, you know, there's been some talk about brothers today, and I was like, what what's it like to have a brother, and um, okay. And so I just wanted to interview you both for the fans and just like let them, I just want them to be able to get to know you like I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, it's nice. Do you want to, you want to do this now or? Yeah, right now. Okay. It's nice that you want to learn more about us when in just the few weeks you've been on the podcast, we know too much about you. <laughs> so Spencer, I just, what's your favorite food after a long day of work, pouring concrete, Sweating I, with the guys. I don't pour concrete. I watch people pour concrete. I wish I could have watched Brett Good pour concrete back in the day. <laughs> God, I don't know. It's it's something too lately where my stomach. It's like God, maybe eating like shit is catching up, and I need to start eating right. But I do like uh, my guilty pleasure. Just I'll go with a I'll go with a uh, a baconator. I do like the classic baconator from Wendy's. Wendy's maybe the goat all, all around fast food. I would say that they're you can't really beat their burgers. Okay, yeah, Kyle, that. that's both. Oh no, you're cutting me off, Hank. Okay, okay. Allow the turntables. <laughs> I uh, my favorite would. Oh be... no, I have a different question. Oh yeah, sorry to interrupt. Ooh, a ribeye. Hank well, keeps you on your toes. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, if you looked in your wallet right now, 
what would be like the best stamp card that you have for like a restaurant, coffee shop? Um, and when was the last time you were there? <laughs> um, ooh, uh, this uh, this place I like downtown Minneapolis, but shut down. I'm imagine because of the pandemic. It's like an Italian most would think spot or the. Uh, yeah. I actually don't know. I can't remember the name of it, and I actually don't think I have a punch card in in my wallet of them. Because I haven't been there in over a year. All right. Uh, but Italian. Cool. There you go. Great question, Hank. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Is that... Uh... No, I'm not done yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not done yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep going um, then. Spencer, what is the typical... What does your typical game day look like from the time that you wake up um, to the time that you go to bed? Uh, I usually wake up... Uh... Todd Rungren? Yeah. Well, I don't listen to too much music. I... Depending on what's going on, the one thing I like, eh, those were a lot of words altogether that didn't make much sense. I have my old school computer that really sucks, and that has turned into my illegal stream computer. So I usually turn that on Red Zone, maybe watch something else, maybe work, maybe just do whatever, hang out until game day and or game time. I'll shower before the game, put on whatever cute outfit, <laughs> watch the game, watch the post-game stuff, go to bed, you know, just normal, normal guy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. we're just normal guys. Normal guys, definitely. Kyle, mm-hmm. how many serious girlfriends have you had? Ooh, glad you got that. I question. don't know how do you define serious. Oh, uh, I'll is, say this has been a romantic. I'll episode. say uh, two and a half. Hank, Very, Hank, what about you? I I would say about a half. <laughs> I would just say very. They're very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, very lucky. They, who? Yeah. The half girlfriend that you had? No, the two and a half for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> two and a half for you. Sucks to be them though. Yeah, this is this is my last question is kind of crowd just for both of you. Okay, I was gonna say this has yeah. been great, but okay, I guess there's okay. Yeah. This is for both of us? Yeah. What do you what do you look for in a best friend? <laughs> <laughs> I you know what? I look for someone with a beard who might play themselves down, He's, but they're actually a lot more intelligent. Then, then they then lead they off. On. They're yeah. quick with the keys. They can look up facts quickly. Yeah. Um, they connect lots of cords. They you know, mics. They, they got a quick wit. Um, Self-deprecating, but not to a level that could where be, it makes you feel sorry for them, or that they could harm themselves. Yeah. So maybe you know someone a little more optimistic in that way. Hank, you think that sounds like anyone in the room, or someone that someone in the room could turn into? Not sure, but this has been a good segment, <laughs> okay. and um, just saying, I'm very happy to be here. I feel like the audience has a much more full view of what it what it what it takes to run a podcast. Hank, you've brought such a bright spot of silliness to the PMP family that uh, we're happy to have you. And with that, Hank, uh, that was awesome. Do you have anything else? I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> okay, Kyle, do you have anything else? I do not. All right, well, with that, Bay Ledges, please don't sue us. Go Pack Go.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.